You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. With the pump fake and a one dribble inside to the long two, and he makes it. That's his been his game his whole career. But look at him smiling. We go my back. Another episode of The Log 2. I am Pete Rogers. He is Natty Wallach. And we are a Camilla Stanthony podcast. And occasionally talk fancy basketball. Natty, how you doing today? I'm copacetic, bro. How you doing? Copacetic. I am good. I was going to say equally copacetic. But then I was like, do I know exactly what copacetic means? Good <laughs> enough to describe whether or not that is actually how I'm feeling right now. So copacetic... Let's see. Definition. Google tells me, fine. Okay. Satisfactory. <laughs> I, too, am copacetic. Well, that's good. <laughs> Have to make sure that I'm always giving everyone true, accurate uh, information. I can't, I can't be lying on the show. You know what? We should be excited because the World Series starts tonight. Oh, should we be excited? Hell yeah, man. Let's go baseball. <laughs> like, this is All a right. good matchup. I like yes, both these teams. I do like both these teams. I saw before we before before we turn over the keys of the Houston Rockets to you, Natty. Uh, mm-hmm. I do have to quickly Lovely. say I saw someone. God damn it! I saw someone who was basically like it was an article that said, you know, the Dodgers are. It was a Boston article, and I was like, the Red Sox should mold should mold their you know team after how the Dodgers achieved their success, or something like that. Basically, like the Red Sox should use the Dodgers as as a litmus test or as a marker to like guide how they should rebuild. And, and I was like, oh, you mean the team that traded Mookie Betts? So like, first get yourself Mookie Betts. Oh shit, we we had that, but uh, didn't pan out. The thing is that the Red Sox signed Dave Dombrowski and I as a Tigers fan and Marlins fans will know that Dombro gets hired to clean out the cabinets and get as many stars as he possibly can because he, just like Daryl Morey, thinks that that gives you the best chance to win a championship. Is that a transition that I hear right there? Well, I think they're pretty similar front office guys, don't you? Look at you. Look at you. I will not. I have already spent too much time uh, on this show discussing the Boston Red Sox. They are dead to me until John Henry gets fired. I mean, I think it's never going to happen, but you know, but I thought that they traded Mookie Betts because they were getting ready to sell the team. And then this shit hit and it's like, oh, well, damn, maybe we should have kept him because now we can't sell. Well, although who knows? Maybe you don't trade your best player in like under any circumstance yeah except years. we're about to have like a conversation about like oh shit how can we get rid of Harden <laughs> well that that's a good point um let's get into that then Natty I have done the amazing thing as a host uh and decided to take all responsibility for creating content for this podcast and push it onto your shoulders so this isn't a we are the GM of the Houston Rockets. And we're talking about how we're going to fix the Rockets. This is you, Natty. You are in charge of the Houston Rockets. You get the keys to the franchise. What are you doing to fix this team for 2021? And I think the Rockets, uh, we talked about this in our uh, Slack channel. It seems like the Rockets, you said the Rockets and Blake Griffin. Uh, Blake Griffin, okay, maybe. Uh, But the Rockets are going to be the narrative of this offseason simply because they were a team that had such an identity constructed solely around this three-point identity, sacrificed it to the point of training Clint Capella, rolling with uh, PJ Tucker as their starting center for, you know, the playoffs and the bubble and just fully investing themselves into D'Antoni's idea and, and Daryl Moore, just this whole three-point roster construction. And now 
everyone who was there who who led that charge is gone. And so what are you going to do with this team now that has James Harden, Russell Westbrook, uh, a bunch of other guys who are all going like have monster salaries uh you're 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 getting there's no really third fiddle it's a lot of good role players with two stars but those two stars how well do they play together how well do they play i mean most of this is directed to westbrook i guess how well do they like can they be what they used to be there's a lot of questions for the houston rockets they are one of the most exciting teams going into this offseason so i figured we figured what a way to start the off season uh, season on the podcast, then breaking down what possibilities the Rockets could have in store for this off season. So take it away, Natty. How give us, give us your views of this team and, and where you would want to take it uh, as the general manager for the Houston Rockets. Thank you very much, Pete. I'd just like to point out to everybody that Pete isn't doing this because he likes his team already. Whereas I, a Detroit Pistons fan, instantly started coming up with ways <laughs> to get James Harden to the D as soon as Pete mentioned it. So that's why I'm driving, because he doesn't want Harden, and he doesn't no. want Westbrook. And <laughs> arguably, he wouldn't want Big Rob Bob Covington because of what you'd have to give up to get him. And would I mean, that seems a little bit duplicative for your roster. Right. The Celtics don't need another Marcus Smart. Or like a wing that cop, I, I don't know, like you already have Gordon Hay- whatever. We're not going to talk about Boston teams. Uh, We're going to try to go the this. whole podcast without it. We'll we see. already failed. We've talked multiple teams. How are the <laughs> Patriots doing, by the way? Uh, they're doing all right. Okay, let me preface this by saying okay, that next year, the Rockets will have two of the top five highest paid salaried players. Mm. Westbrook and Harden will both be making $41 million. That's tough. (laughs) That's a little tough. That great. (laughs) And obviously I think that the past couple of years have showed us that anyone could be moved at any time. And when you add in coronavirus and who the fuck knows what everybody's finances are, that can change things in a very unexpected way too. Like there's definitely, I think at least a 10% chance that neither Westbrook nor Harden will be on the Rockets when the next season starts. It's difficult to make those trades. I think most of the internet thinks that the Rockets will just sort of run it back again and make changes around the edges but you never know like if it's time to close down shop if your window's gone then fuck it let's just try to get rid of some people and we'll take back draft picks and bad contracts and whatever else you want that seems Um, to me that seems to me there's like the two pathways that you as the gm could go is the putting pieces around hard in westbrook and try your darndest to like fix the Rockets to be at least like a playoff contender or because you guys, because the, I say you guys, cause you know, this is your team now, Natty, uh, mm. because you don't have any first round picks for like the first five years or have like very few. Is this a situation where it's like not nah, scrap everyone trading hard and trading Westbrook. We're getting, you know, big ass veteran contracts and a bunch of picks. And we are going to, we're going to take this as a massive overhaul and uh, and hope for some some lottery luck in the future. There's a new GM and a new pecking order in Houston. The owner is possibly maybe not flush with cash right now. This would be as good a time as any to blow it up under normal circumstances. It's like we tried, we even did weird shit, and now you know it failed. All of our dudes are over 30. Uh, We're going to try to get what we can for them and just start over. And that's totally fair. I mean, that's... I think that is what will happen if Harden and Westbrook see that the team isn't going to make a big change. And then they're like, well, I just get me out of here. Get me to a contender of any kind. Like, I'll figure it out later. And just sort of leave Houston with the bag. 
there's reason to believe that the new front office will operate much like the old front office because they all worked for Daryl Morey. And all the people there are the people that were affecting his strategy. So they might really like the team. I mean, before the shutdown, the Houston Rockets were playing extremely well. Westbrook was having one of his better seasons because he had changed the way he played. Um, And they just really didn't replicate that in the playoffs. Who knows why? But let's just take this as the thought experiment it is and try to atomize it and be Jesuit about it. I'm the new GM of the Houston Rockets. My two best players are Russell Westbrook and James Harden. In that what order, kind of question player? mark? No. Harden's, <laughs> I mean, but it's two MVPs, I mean, right? It's like, true. It's true. I mean, I, I don't know what you as a GM salary think. players. You right. Well, neither do I. Takes. Because I don't, I mean, this team will win 50 games, I think, if you don't do anything to it and make no yep. changes. Yep. Assuming that we have like a regular schedule, which we probably yep. won't, but whatever. Uh, we're doing this academically. So, I have my two star players. If I lived in a perfect world with these two star players, what kind of players would I want to put around them that I thought would give me the best chance? And I don't know. Mm. Like you could say like, yeah, well, LeBron James, right. Or (laughs) Steph Curry, you know, like, cool. Well, if you just say the players that are, you know, maybe better than them, then yeah, of course. Um, But like, realistically, who would you want out there whether they're gettable or not you know whether you think it's pie in the sky but not impossible to get like you can't trade for Kawhi, right so i think that their small ball to the extreme worked only because pj tucker was a fucking warrior poet right and (laughs) bob covington is actually a really good defender like, I think right. that tandem, but you can't ask PJ Tucker to do that again. I don't 36. Think. Like, how old is he now? Yeah. And he's going to want an extension. He's underpaid for what they had him doing. Yeah. So, like, I do think that you need a quote unquote big. I don't know what that really looks like, but both Harden and Westbrook play well with bigs. They're good at lobbing. Like, they're. It's not like the entire fucking offense is awful. It's just that the driving lanes aren't as open as they would be otherwise. But you can get your fucking big to get out of the way. That's the thing. That was the thing that always confused me about the Clint Capella trade and being like, we need to open space for Westbrook. It's like, yes, I understand that. But just like you said, you can also like have the coach coach the center out of the paint and free up that space and this is like for me there there is a guy who i think i makes some sense and it's it's probably just because i witnessed him drain a whole bunch of threes in the celtics face uh when celtics took on the raptors and i just also want to get the like old okc band back together but Serge Ibaka is an unrestricted free agent Mm -hmm. 32 years old can shoot the three can protect the paint can give you some interior presence uh he feels like a guy who you could play that again still give a small ish ball lineup with him at the five um but that seems like that seems like a guy who you could pair with them it it does feel to me like a little bit i don't know i guess i guess I guess the thing is, is I understand like you made a huge move to get Westbrook and I did read something where it was like, it didn't seem like that was exactly everyone's. Oh, it was the owner in Harden. Yeah. Yeah, Who were just like, we're going to get Westbrook and everyone else was like, really? Is that what we need right now? Um, But I understand like wanting to put Westbrook in the best position possible, but I also feel like you shouldn't, if, if, if Westbrook is so ineffective by having like, a traditional big or even a big who just needs to like operate somewhat in the paint, then that's not a great sign for Westbrook that he only can play or is he's really only effective when you're basically playing with five wings. That's sort of why I feel like there are very few landing spots 
that you could do like a one-up trade <clears throat> for those salaries. And I do sort of wonder, go Pistons, whether Blake for Westbrook makes sense. Because for Detroit, it means you, I mean, I guess maybe Blake is as big a star as Westbrook, but it doesn't really feel that way. Like, I think when you get the Sarge, that yeah. is an upgrade in a void over Blake Griffin. And then Blake Griffin just sort of compliment, like point forward Blake Griffin compliments Harden better than Westbrook does, I think. But and I and I think again I think I think that's a great one. I also think that that helps extend Blake health wise because I think Blake can't be if Blake is the guy on a team he's just gonna I mean his body is gonna give up on him way quicker than if he's like even second fiddle on a squad. I mean Blake was an all star two years ago and then he's had a gigantic layoff because of everything that's happened. So he might come back healthier than ever. Like Let's hope. I would love him to that be Blake healthy. Griffin, and he would be what thirty-two, I think, when the next season. Like, it's yeah. not that bad, and his salary is just two. His contract is just a few more years. It's less than Westbrook. Um, so I do sort of feel like Blake. That's why I thought that Blake would be such an interesting trade figure on our Slack because he could move some spots. Like he could go somewhere, something yeah. crazy. I mean, if he uh, because, replicates, if he replicates that 2018-19 season, 24 yeah. and a half points, uh, seven and a half rebounds, five and basically five and a half assists, you have like a stock a game. Like, God, you pair that with with uh, Harden, like that is, and and you also add, which is something you said, like you add that pick and roll alley oop, crashing to the board game that you that completely got taken away from Harden when you traded Clint Capella. But the thing is, you still have Eric Gordon there. Like, I think Bob Covington is a good complimentary player, no matter Mm -hmm. who you are. Like, Mm -hmm. he's, I, I, we love him. I am such a fucking big fan of his, but he's not a star. He's a role player. He's there to compliment your other players, your star players. Their other guard is perhaps a little overpaid, although I don't really like saying it like that, but it's like, I do think that Houston could make better use of his contract, Eric Gordon. Like, yeah, they're, I mean, Jesus, I, I was even thinking about like, would, if I'm Houston, would I rather have Eric Gordon or Eric Bledsoe? And I kind of feel like I'd rather have Bledsoe's defense, mm. but you know, what about someone like Karis Levert, you know, try mm-hmm. to go like mm-hmm. skew a little bit young and then, Brooklyn which the, gets which to the say Rockets that they have another star. Like it, the Rockets, everyone's to, yeah, everyone's thirty. Capella was their youngest player. Right. You need. They need to go. They need to get young because, like I said, they don't really have many draft picks moving forward because they had to sell a bunch to get Westbrook after with the CP3 trade. So it's just like they need they need young pieces there to build around. I understand you have James Harden, Russell Westbrook, but like that window maybe is two more years at the best. So I'm GM and I'm thinking to myself, man, I see all of these kinds of other players that I think would be better fits with Westbrook or with Harden, but maybe mm-hmm. not together. And that really gives me pause. And then that makes me think, okay, well, maybe I should aggressively try to trade one or the other. We love Harden, but we'll obviously get more back for him. Mm-hmm. Westbrook is still a guy that I think gets you to the playoffs, even in the West. It's not a guarantee, but I, you know, he plays as hard as anybody in the league. He does play well with other guys. Like he's not this hated dude, you know, it's just that he's pretty intense. Um, He could demand a trade. I think if they traded Harden, in which case, you know, shit, man, would Westbrook in Orlando with Jonathan Isaac, look cool like maybe you get Aaron Gordon back I know Isaac's injured but you know who knows when the next season starts I mean um, Westbrook in those pinstripes would be cool like Westbrook dude, in, a, in a classic throwback throwback Orlando jersey those would be oh that would be saucy yeah and Orlando like they they do have uh 
what's his face? The young point guard from Philadelphia. My mind's blanking. Marquis right Fultz. Yes. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Um, but it's okay to have two guard backcourts. Like you want to have ball, more ball handlers because that's, it makes it easier to create offense. And I kind of feel like Fultz might play well off of Westbrook. And then when Westbrook's sitting, like it's Fultz's team to run. Right. There's like Westbrook in San Antonio kind of makes sense to me. You know, they could cobble together their shit. Maybe LaMarcus Aldridge for Westbrook. You just do an in-Texas trade. Um, Just because I feel like there's – that's a – I don't know if Westbrook and DeRozan could, I would watch the shit out of that team, by the way, but <laughs> I like that old. Just, just drive, drive or settle for the log two. And I, I would be like, yo, neither of you are taking threes. You don't want to. I'm not going to fucking make you. Let's just play bigger <laughs> than we are. Fuck all these people. We don't um, need threes. And then I, but I do think the danger in that is that you sort of fall in love with all the permutations for, oh, well, if I just blow up the team, then I'll get this, 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 and this. Right. What you're really going to get is mediocre draft picks and mediocre players. Unless it was something like Philadelphia decides to break it up as well, and they say, okay, Harden for Simmons or something like that. you know, like Or if Minnesota was like, oh, uh yeah, DAR and whatever you want for Harden to pair with Cat, sure. What we don't care. Like if you if Houston's willing to sell lower on Harden, I think there are actually a lot of teams that would actually pounce on that. Like Harden, if they Harden called actually Cat I'm gonna break be. your your host rule. If if Houston called Boston and said, We'll give you Harden, it costs Marcus Smart and Kemba Walker, you'd say, Yeah, sure, no problem. Oh God, that'd be so hard, though. It'd be hard then. But Boston to would say, say yes, bye to Mark. Uh, of course, you don't course have to yes. lose either of their wings. Like, who, of course, because who cares? But there's no way Houston does it. the The big cat trade that is saucy. I mean, the T Wolves have the number one pick. It's a sh- shit draft. Not a shit draft, but it's not a clear cut draft. It's not a heralded draft. Also, like we just don't have as much tape on all right. these. Like it's just a big, big risky draft. So like Golden State wants it. Everyone's everyone's trying be so to much movement around the draft. Oh my god, everyone's trying to trade their pick. <laughs> but people are going to fall in love with potential like they always do, which is why these big trades happen in the first place. Someone's like, Oh yeah, well, we know what the deficiencies for the player are right now, but once they get here, we'll change everything. Like, come on. There's only a few spots that either of those players, Harden or Westbrook, could realistically go to. And I'm not really sure if I'm the Houston GM whether I like what I would get back unless the owner's saying, yeah, blow it up and get what you can. Mm -hmm. And if you're allowed Mm -hmm. to do that, the thing that Masai Ujiri has been waiting for his entire tenure with Toronto, but he's so good at his job... He has been waiting. He has the like blow it up button, like primed and ready. And every time he's about to go touch it, the the Raptors like rattle off, you know, 15 straight wins. And he's like, fuck. Dude, like Fertitta should have been like calling Toronto and saying, I'll trade you Maury for Masai. And I'll tell Masai, like, you get to fucking rip the whole you can, goddamn you motherfucker can hit up. hit that button so damn hard. Burn it to the ground. <laughs> yeah, let's fucking, let's start over so, so hard. Oh, my God. That would be incredible. Here's the other thing, though, that makes trading difficult, is that a lot of the bad teams recently have had good draft picks recently. Mm-hmm. So it's like, uh, we're not really sure, like, John Morant and Harden together would be pretty fucking cool, but they don't need to do that. That's they have another window. They're not trying to win right now. Um, you know, like Westbrook and Charlotte or something like that. I, there's there are teams that it doesn't make sense for except to put butts in seats, which is sort of why I thought about the Westbrook for Blake trade to begin with, but I don't hate that. Yeah, I but I think that it's only, you're only doing that because you think Westbrook's a bigger star. Sure. Well, you're the Pistons too, and you're trying. Like I understand that you traded for Blake to be the face of, like to be the star to carry that team, and then 
he had his phenomenal season, but then dealt with injury. And then, you know, obviously weird bubble year. Um, I, I could see them, you know, being like, well, maybe Westbrook is the guy. I don't know. Especially when you have Christian Wood. I mean, Christian Wood. I mean, you, you want to get that guy. If on the we court, have don't Christian you? Wood. That's yeah, that's, that's the other Christian thing. Reed. Like who knows, who knows what the fuck is going to happen with the salary cap. Um, like the salary cap could be lower in which case Houston might not be able to make trades. Like they just won't be able to get the salaries to match. They might have to run it back, but I I'm, I'm hoping that some sort of shock won't happen. And that if there's a big difference, if there's a big decline in the cap, then they should try to leaven it out over five years. But I think, I think the NBA is going to try to not have anything well, they saw what happened last time. They didn't do something about trying to ameliorate a spike up or down, and Golden State ended up being able to get Kevin Durant. I don't think that they want a situation like that again where you have you you just don't know what the unintended consequences might be. Like, who the fuck knows? Someone might just pay off a bunch of players on their team. It's like, all right, right. well... You know, I bought you out for like half and I'm just going to try to spread it out. And then all of a sudden, like James Harden can sign with the Lakers for $3, you know, something weird like that. Love it. Okay. So your GM, what's your, what is the move? We've, we've batted about a couple of ideas. Are you going to pull the trigger on either of the star trades? Are you going to rebuild? What's the pathway that you choose? Well, I think what I'm going to do first is I'm going to call the New Orleans Pelicans. Saucy. I like it. I like where we're starting. And I'm going to ask them, like, what are you thinking? You have players that are extremely interesting to the rest of the league. But we're also curious, like, are you going to keep them all? Like, are you Mm. keeping Lonzo? Like, are you keeping Ingram when you could sell high on him? Are you keeping Drew Holiday? So... I think I'd ask them what's up. Mm-hmm. Like if there's if you could get Ingram for Harden, mm-hmm. I would mm-hmm. do that as the new Houston Rockets GM. Mm-hmm. Um I think I would call Utah because like would you rather have Boyan Bogdanovich or James Harden? Cuz Boyan's coming back but to, and he I mean, signed that big deal. I feel like there's only like three players in the NBA who I'd rather have over Harden, right? Yeah, but the thing is, Harden, do the rest of your players have to respond to Harden's style of play or can Harden change dumb. his st- – like we – I sent you that link for uh, yeah. some spec trades, and one of them was to Denver. And Denver would be giving up Michael Porter Jr. At, sure. and uh, Golden Gary and whatever else. Sure. What it really means is that you would have Harden, Joker, and Jamal Murray. That'd be soft. I can see why that would help Jamal Murray and Joker, but only if Harden played the way that we're hoping his optimal, generous self will be. Like, I don't know if he would be the number but one he option might. on this that team. This is the thing. Yeah. I mean, but he might just, given the fact that, like, I don't know. I guess we are as as we love to do projecting here but i could see a world in which james harden having you know bottomed out a couple years in a row bottomed out being the sense that they were unable to make it to the finals not achieving the goals that they were looking to achieve and looking for a fresh new start and realizing that like okay like i want to ultimately win a championship if that's his ultimate goal if not totally fine you could just play the game to make money nothing wrong with that but if your ultimate goal is to win a win a championship get a ring then i feel like he could be this could be that time where it's like all right maybe i need to reflect and readjust and like find how i fit into a different offense in a way that i can then be like unlock my full self or not even unlock basically be the perfect play this role to the uh, to the best that it can possibly be and then take this team to a next level before we go any further we are going to take a quick ad break 
Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown, and through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. All right, we're back. There's... Also, I think something to be said for Harden looking around the Western Conference and being like, this keeps getting harder every single fucking year. True that. And my team keeps getting worse, sort of. Like, if I go, if I force a trade and I get to the Knicks, A, we will make the playoffs. B, it'll be easier for me to ascend an MVP voting because Westbrook won't be there. It'll be me and whatever garbage the fucking Knicks were able to put around me and see i won't have to go through all these other motherfuckers in the western conference playoffs like and d you become the savior of the knicks exactly exactly become idolized i mean if you took the knicks if harden went to new york to the knicks and took down and took the knicks to the playoffs even to the playoffs it would just be people would he would be you know well, that's the thing, though, is the East, the East, we don't know what the East is going to be next year. Because it's not going to be as strong as the West. We know that. That's we for sure. That. That's for sure. But you are getting the KD Kyrie Nets. You're getting Boston. Yep. Raptors, I trust, regardless of if they oh, lose Fred Van sure. Fleet, they're going to be there. The Sixers could do a complete retooling, and who knows what that could look like. like and then, obviously, you have the Heat who are probably going to be the best team in the East if unless someone makes you know a massive well, change. Giannis could win 67 games again. Like there's also there's also that guy called Giannis who's pretty good. Um, that's seven teams already that we sort of think are locks. Like right. Indiana, that's eight. Chicago, that's nine. But those teams don't scare like Chicago doesn't scare me. I think that's, they're a playoff team I in the East, with, but yes. they're not a playoff team in the West. I agree that if Harden were to go to Harden on any team in the e- any shit team in the East, immediately puts him over teams that you're kind of like, well, I could make a, a narrative for why they like the Pacers, like Chicago, where it's like I could, like I could see them being a playoff team, but Harden on any team is like, well, they're that's better than whatever the Pacers or or Bulls or I don't know, uh, dude. Hornets. But like Harden for Simmons would make sense for both teams and would maybe alleviate some clashing styles. But, and then all of a sudden Harden gets Toby, he gets Josh Richardson, he gets Embiid. Like there's, there are reasons why Philadelphia would immediately be a more welcome playing environment for him. But Ben Simmons is so young. Like he's 10 years younger than Harden. You know, and it's like, that's a little tough. What you're saying is that you think Harden will help you more in the East over the long run. And then, like, is is Harden and Embiid going to beat a Boston team that's one year better? Is Harden and Embiid, like, Giannis, who the fuck knows what Milwaukee's going to do? They're, yeah. But if, what if you go Milwaukee to, just trades everything for Harden? I, but I don't think that I like Harden with Giannis. I mean, obviously they could make it work somehow, but it's like in that situation, it sort of feels to me like Giannis would become a taller Westbrook and, you know, obviously all defense, but like it still doesn't seem like a great fit. But obviously, those two guys together would win uh, so many fucking basketball games. They just, it would be, it would be so fun to many. watch the two man game of those two guys play. Cause it's just like, how, 
How do you stop a pick and roll with those two guys? Dude, also, can I say something about the Knicks? This is why you don't fucking trade Kristaps. This is why you don't trade Kristaps. If he was still a Nick right now, you could legitimately think about like, oh, well, we just need a a, a second star. Yep. Also, shit, I, I said it before, like unicorn for Embiid. I think that makes sense for both teams. Mm-hmm. I like but, that. But Houston, we still have to come back to the fact that they don't have a big. Like you just can't expect PJ Tucker to take the no right the shit kicking because all of the bigs now, even though we've transitioned to quote unquote small ball, it's still seven fucking footers out there. It's just that they're now athletes. Like they're (laughs) running all over the place. They can shoot from outside. I mean, we talked about this on the last week's podcast where it's like the quote unquote small ball that, that the warriors are renowned for included seven foot tall Kevin Durant and the three, like three of the five best shooters in the NBA at the time. So, and before that, uh, tall ass wing and right. uh, that gigantic white dude from Australia whose name I forget. Andrew, Andrew Bogart. Yeah, Bogut. Yeah, Bogut. absolutely. B- Bogart for sure. Who was awesome? Yeah, like, yeah, he was great during when the, that was the thing. Yeah. So also like, all time defenders, Clay right, and Dre right, are right. all time defenders. Oh, we talked. Yeah, we talked about this. Big Ball is back. Just look at this finals and tell me Big Ball isn't back. Right. That's the other thing. If you're Harden. And Westbrook, are you really convinced that your roster construction was a good idea? Like, yeah, it opened lanes, but like, what the fuck? I mean, you you can't expect the Houston Rockets to beat a team with Anthony Davis if, unless their shots are just at 100%. Like, this is the team that missed 27 threes. You know, they, they always go on at least one or two cold spells in the playoffs because that's how the math works. Daryl right. Morey said that if you think you have a 5% chance to win the championship, you should go all in. That's how that team plays. They either do what they do well to near perfect, or they fucking fail. And... <laughs> Yep. Like that's sort of a true way to think about basketball layups, threes, you know, free throws. Like those are the most efficient ways to create offense right now. But the most effective shot is still a tall ass motherfucker putting it through the hoop, (laughs) like standing there, jumping up and banging it home. That is still the best shot. But like Rudy Gobert is going to be a free. You know, nobody wants it. Yeah, he's a defensive player of the year. You can't play him in the playoffs. Like, the the Rockets could go get a big, but that big won't help them in the playoffs if it's not the right kind of big. Right. Like, maybe, like, would if they, if, I don't think the money can work, but, like, if Vucevic was somehow traded to the Rockets, like, for Eric Gordon, maybe, would you like that team's chances? I, I mean, he certainly brings you shoot threes. Yeah. I mean, he brings to you what you need. I agree with you. It's just that they need that to me seems like the, whomever is going to be the, the GM of the Rockets. That is the number one thing they need to address is you need to find a big to put on this roster who can play with whatever stars you're keeping which I think is everyone. And so I think it's going to be a bargain big, which not exactly what you want. That being said, but maybe bargain big means like miles Turner. Maybe bargain big means that's not a bad know, like one. Canter again. Like there's, there are a bunch of centers that don't get paid very well out right. there because the league has gone the other way. And we've seen, I mean, this is funny. Cantor is effective in the playoffs He's actually kind of like the big you want to have come off the bench because the offense and the offensive rebounds. Yep. God, man, watching him get boards for the Celtics brought so much joy to my heart. He's been a fun player to watch. He's also still really young. I think he's maybe 26. I mean, really young. But uh, he's he's better than he gets credit for. Like, I think on the right team, he could really, really shine. Mm-hmm. No, I, I completely agree. Um, and just, and he's, he's reliable enough that, yeah, when he comes off the bench, like he can give you that inside presence on offense. Whereas, so like other names that I'm looking at that, like, I feel like, like the Kings uh, are out there. You could trade 
who knows what to them. Who's and I just get, looking at? Like, oh, like Montrez Harrell is a super sure. big energy guy who, yeah, could do could do work. Has shown that he can be great off the off the bench um, for the Clippers, but is that? Dude, isn't that just having Clint Capella again? Right, exactly, exactly. And I think you need you you if they're going to get unless they unless this you know iteration just just realizes that trading Clint Capella was a terrible idea, which was it that good of an idea? Okay, all right, bargain that bargain bin. What about Aaron Baines? Sure. How does how does my boy undervalued? Baines, yeah, right, Absolutely. undervalued. Shoot, shoot, can shoot Christian that Christian Wood. Like, yep. There's... I feel like that's that's where the Rockets are going to are going to go is getting getting a big who you're like oh okay yeah i could i could see that working and then either that big is going to work or it's going to crash and fail and we're gonna the rockets are gonna be like well shit this is we're gonna have to blow things up like i think the rockets will probably be involved in three team trades if they're going to be involved in trades just because that makes you know like i think there's a world where they make another trade with the Thunder, but it's like for one of their plethora of picks. And it's like, sure. okay, Eric Gordon will go to this other team. The Thunder will get a pick from it, blah, blah, blah. You know, right. that like somehow it would involve Chris Paul and maybe Steven Adams. But there's, there's still a core of really dangerous basketball on this Houston Rockets team. Like I think when you have Harden and you have Bob Covington, that's a really good start. Yes. That's good perimeter play both ways. Um, so is it impossible? Like you have, and you know, Westbrook is still better than 95% of the league and Eric Gordon's contract makes him look worse than he is. He's still a really good player. And PJ Tucker's a really good player. They're all over 30. Yep. They don't have any depth at all. Uh, they still don't have a coach <laughs> and their GM just left. So I do, th- I do think that that should be your first and they have no picks. as, as GM, just, I don't, I don't want to tell you how to do your job, but hiring a coach might be a good idea before making kind of a franchise altering moves. So if Chauncey Billups was still available, he mm. took an assistant. I would, I would have been on the phone. Like, please, please, anything come here. Um, Ooh, I like that. I would also be like, hey, Sam Cassell, what's up? What's going on? Um, there's, There are a lot of alumni from Houston through the league. Like, we should remember, Houston has won more games than almost anybody over the past 10 years. And they have they are one of the most successful franchises. Like, they've won. Not all of the teams in the league can say that, you know? Uh-huh. Flags fly forever. They have had multiple MVPs. It's a team that does have history. And I do think that people want to play there. It's just, damn, man, when you have two forty million fucking dollar contracts. Yeah. And the Lakers are about to have this with AD re-signing. And, yep. But the difference is they knew that before they like they they knew that was going to happen when they forced the ad trade so it's like so they already have the scrubs there but houston like also the difference is is that you're locking up anthony davis at 27 years old yes and that's your future like also they're not scrubs rondo is not a scrub also they won a championship so yes um I I know you said it in passing, but I I want to come back around to it because really I just want it. I want Miles Turner to be a thing because I like Miles Turner. Sure, did it. But yeah. I, I I do feel like he that is the kind of either you're going to go after a veteran guy like Aaron Baines, and I've also totally talked myself into Aaron Baines on the Rockets. Feels perfect. I'm I'm here for it. Um, because I also think that he's also just like a crazy insane person who would get along with Westbrook. I feel like Westbrook and Baines. I know Baines is also Kiwi uh which oh. so is steven adams and so i do think that yeah. i feel like he could just be russ westbrook's uh steven adams in, in houston anyways but or it's or it's trading for you know a younger center who hasn't quite done what people were expecting and miles turner totally fits that totally fits that mold um and he like 
I, I, I can't say I watched a ton of the Pacers, but looking at raw numbers, like, yes, he's his offensive efficiency wasn't as great, but like, you know, he's, he's a year away from shooting almost 40% from three and almost 50% from the field. And, and we spent the entire blocks season, season last time being like, well, they have to trade one of them, you know, like right. we didn't even think one of them was going to be there. I right. think we didn't think Turner and Sabonis could play together. Yeah. Um, there's a name we haven't mentioned yet. And that Hit name me. is Kevin Love. Oh, the Cleveland we Cavaliers. Just need to put more max out contracts on this roster. No, no, no. I was thinking the other way. The Cavs have a lot of young guards. Maybe you don't need all of them. Maybe you say, you know, here's like Andre Drummond is going to use his player option, obviously. obviously. And so he will be there. They also have Tristan Thompson. They also have uh, what's-his-face junior. Like, they have a lot of front-court players. They still but Tristan only Thompson have one is an wing. unrestricted free agent. I thought they resigned him. Did they? I'm looking at sport spot track it was so right now. so long ago. Okay. And it says um, he's unrestricted, but they have the bird rights. I don't know. Oh, I so mean, maybe they haven't been able to resign him because there's a moratorium on free agency. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, but continue. Whatever. Um, Kevin Love and Harden, I think, is a team that gets you to the playoffs in the East. Yeah. Or Kevin Love and Westbrook. I mean, and, they played together at UCLA. Right. So that would be cool, too. Um, Cleveland would accelerate back to being a playoff team even if it only lasted for one or two years but it's like have those has sex land in cleveland really like wowed no, anybody you're totally right that the, the, the backcourt that they have right now is just i don't know how all of those guards mesh together dude and so and i like, do think that cleveland that could be, keeps this could drafting be, poorly it's right, like, i mean right. they drafted Kyrie and lebron but like that's they've had a lot of fucking bad misses bad misses and this would be a great way to get out from under this like kind of weird guard you know uh quandary that they're in dude and i don't look like if cleveland called up houston and said listen do you want drum and we'll take russ and like we'll figure out the other pieces for and you know we'll figure it out like we we're not going to win the title says cleveland but you guys might, and if you have Harden and some wiggle room, maybe you can, you know, finagle some other trades. Meanwhile, Cleveland, you know, gets to be something that other than just absolute trash and butt, I still think GD Osmond is their only fucking three, which really just bothers me to know. It's hilarious. End. I love it. Like, at a time when all you fucking need are goddamn small forwards that are, you know, the size of power forwards and they just don't even have one of them. But, you know, speaking of Midwest teams, like Oladipo might want out Yeah. Um, the bulls. I, you know, they, I think they have players that they can move. There's, I mean, they have, yeah, they, uh, yeah. Otto Porter is going to make $28 million next season. You can move him if you want to, <laughs> like yep. you can move the debt to like you, I don't know. Is Laurie Markkinen the unicorn or is he the B plus unicorn? Is he the C plus unicorn? Well, and the thing is, is also, do you have the patience to wait and see? Cause it's taken him a bit of time, you know, like he yeah. could, he could emerge as the B plus unicorn, but maybe it takes two to three more years. And does Chicago want to sit around and kind of del- wait until Markkinen is that player. And maybe that fucks with Wendell Carter jr's development. Sure. Like, if you're Chicago, do you think that the dentist, Harden, and Wendell Carter is a good core? Like, that gets you I, to the playoffs, obviously. I like that. To start with. I mean, I love we love the dentist on this show, so I, I mean, anything. Better outside shooting, but sort of the same. Like, not too dissimilar from Westbrook's style of play. Like, drives through. But, you know, Chicago... Who's their coach again? Oh, they got a uh, fucking Oklahoma City guy. Oh, um, why am I? Know, I... So many white coaches have moved. It's really hard to fucking remember. Who cares? It doesn't matter. Billy Donovan. There it is. Uh, 
but that's a team that I could see. That's a team with history, just like Houston, that I could see like making a big move. Um, if I'm Dallas, like if Houston called me and said Chris stops for Harden, I'd have to say yes, right? If Dallas calls you and says Chris stops for Harden, you would say yes. Like, I'd blow a line of coke first, but then I'd be like, <laughs> yeah! <laughs> Man, you're going to be such a good GM. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Especially in Houston. Let's get some yeah. fucking <laughs> raves gonna, going. Yeah, You're going to leave this dude to Ecstasy success. capital. But that's the thing. It's when you start falling in love with these crazy trades, which, by the way, happen every single offseason over yeah, the past five years. Yep. Yep. But we, you know, money might be really important. So like a lot of crazy stuff could happen or it could be super quiet because no one's really sure of the money. Um, not for nothing, but Portland's still out there. The Trailblazers, they are in their window right now. If they actually want to compete in the West, when Golden State comes back, when LA, both LA teams are what they are, they might have to make a really big fucking move. They have some front court pieces. Maybe like, I don't think that they could make the money work, but I'm just trying to think of names. Like, could you do CJ and. But if you're trading CJ, like, does that actually really elevate? I mean, if you get Harden back, then yes. Right. That's what I'm trying to think. I was, I was wanted to pair Harden and, and Lillard together, but like, but CJ and uh, I don't know who's who's who am I thinking of? Uh, the guy who's Carmelo. Injured. <laughs> God no, guy who was injured who came back. Oh, uh, Yurkic, Yurkic, Nurkic, Durkic, Flurkic, Smurkic, that guy, tall white dude. Yeah, totally. Yes. Who's good? Uh, who's who good? is really like, well? That's I mean, yeah, and but that also he also feels like another big. Like it's Houston needs a young multi-talented big that is what they need and i think that you need they need to get that however possible dude and i sort of feel like that's that's ben simmons isn't it like that's somehow because then you have whether you keep westbrook or harden you now have two ball handlers on the court like if it's both if it's westbrook and simmons neither of them can shoot threes but (laughs) i still feel like they like Simmons height just like Mm. Magic Johnson's like it changes everything because you're passing over smaller people you know like I feel like Simmons Harden makes a ton of sense Simmons Westbrook terrifies me (laughs) it's but Simmons his defense can make up for a lot of deficiencies from the other player on the other end which is why it makes Um, perfect sense with Harden you know, like weird stuff like John Wall for Westbrook. I, does that really move the needle? Uh, um, did I like any of the guys on Atlanta in a trade? Like John Collins in Houston, I think would be good, uh-huh. but also like kind of Clint Capella. <laughs> you right. know, like, right. no, I agree. He how feels- do you move the needle with a team that has two dudes that are this good already? Right. And I think, and I think it, it's getting, it's either getting someone who, who gives you like, in order to improve the Rockets, it's either you're going to get a guy, a big, since that's a position you have none of right now, who does his role well and does specifically what you need that role to do well, a Aaron Baines, a Miles Turner, a uh, 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 um, Enos Cantor, like that kind of big. Or it is like trying to hit the fences and trading for a you know top twenty five talent at a position and having that pair basically changing up who your superstars are. Yeah. But meanwhile, Which, if you do that, you still have no depth. You're just trying to get ring chasers that didn't get signed by the Lakers or Golden State. Right. Which is why I think ultimately, ultimately, if I take, if I reach through the computer right now, I grab that GM cap of yours and I pop it on my head. 
I would have handed it to you, buddy. No, you, you I'm going to take it. That's okay. Uh, Very aggressive, Boston. All right. You. Thank you. Leave your car uh, in the parking lot. Yeah. This is how you win games. Uh, I would, I would run, I would run it back one more year with a legit, with having bigs, with having bigs who can actually, who can space the floor, um, and and just, and also, rel- how do you do that? Like who? I mean. Well, we listed a bunch Eric of Eric Gordon. Eric Gordon spacing the floor for me as a big Aaron. No, no, Gordon no. Like that. No, you, you trade Eric Gordon to oh, get yes. that guy. Like, yeah. Yeah. I guess that's what you do. Or so. But I think that's fine. Too. Like Eric Gordon should not be the guy that stands in between you and a ring. So fuck right. yes. If you, if you Pete as GM are like, yeah, we could use some fucking height because PJ is a little tired and a little ba- black and blue. And but if you can keep PJ and just get another big, and you can cobble shit together after losing Eric Gordon, who also like doesn't play for you every single game, he's been hurt too. That is probably the best you can hope for, and maybe that's enough. Right. And and I can still have I can save PJ Tucker so that I can still do my you know crazy psycho sure. small ball when I want to and you know PJ Tucker you go Bob Covington you go Westbrook you go uh, Harden and you go I don't know Austin Rivers or uh, uh, Daniel House or I don't know one of those guys. Wait, can I do a fringe dude suggestion or wild? Yeah. Hit me. So let's say they didn't do here. Anything, I'm giving you. Right? I'm giving you the GM cap back. No, no, no. You keep it because I'm. Okay, I'm just some drunk dude, a drunk Houston fan. <laughs> you on the are. Street you are on and a I saw lot of you. coke right now. Oh man, so many rails. I'm a train. <laughs> just get out of the way. It's just wild white horses over here. Uh, okay. Dwight okay. Howard. Um. That's what I was contract. Saying. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Oh you cooked up fiend. Can we, oh, can we man. just imagine Get that real a world? Colombian. Can we imagine a world where Dwight Howard wins a championship with the Lakers and then signs with the Rockets and wins another championship? Dude, he's just on a rerun tour. Like it's great. Like he and should go to all of the teams that yeah, he should totally. keep doing this. Right. He should now then he go back to the magic touches. at the end of this and fucking win a championship. Totally. I completely agree. Because like the Lakers, there's a lot of questions for them in the off season too, you know, like who in their front court is coming back is JaVale coming back. He barely played is Dwight. Right. I mean, Dwight hit that three, but like, come on. Um, all of a sudden there could be a bunch of ring chasers who just got a ring that might want to like, see what's up. I think yeah. you can add, uh, you know, the Raptors front court to that big Spain yep. surge, like you said. Yep. Dwight back with Harden. Like we thought that Dwight back with LA wouldn't work, but. But Dwight, and that's the thing in like we said with Harden, where you were worried about would Harden accept that new role in, if he went to Denver, if that magic trade would have went down, like Dwight has hit that spot. Dwight has recognized here's what my new role is. And I'm okay with that. And I'm going to rock that. And uh, maybe that works in Houston. Who the fuck knows? But we're can I this. can I do one more crazy name that yes. could maybe be a Wrap, ring chaser? Wrap it up, Natty, with another just pure insanity. Okay, well, you're still the GM, so I'm wondering if maybe you've thought of this also. It's one of our boyfriends, people, okay. a guy that we talk about a lot, and we haven't mentioned him yet tonight, and he's a free agent. Okay. Danilo Cincinnatus Gallinari mm. is going to be available. An outside big, like he's not a defender in the front court, but that's a dude that can space the court for you. Maybe like, like he'll probably want a gigantic contract, but maybe he wants a ring instead. Maybe he's willing to do like a cheaper sign and trade. And all of a sudden Houston has some wiggle room because they're like, Oh shit. Well, we literally can't do anything else. Um, That's a guy that hasn't really been talked about enough. I don't think like everyone keeps talking about Chris Paul trades for the thunder and no one else on the team seems to really matter that much. Like Steven Adams could be gone, 
like everyone on that team except for SGA could be gone. Yeah. Wouldn't that be fun? They have a billion first round picks because of it. So that's actually not my last one. I, this is this will be my last one. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Well, you have the hat on now. I do. Uh, I do. Okay, I'm the Miami GM. Okay. You call me. Okay. What do you say to me? I say I will give you Russell Westbrook, Eric Gordon, every first round pick I have. You don't have any. And, you can trade anyway. And uh the best the best coke I have for Bam out of bio. <laughs> but actually what I do like is I do like Drogic. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. Me too. I like, like I like Gorgon Drogic because it gives the ball handler that can take the ball then out of the hands of or not, it doesn't need to be out of the hands of Westbrook or Harden, but it gives another ball handler. And it also just then frees up Harden to be like, start running off of screens and getting the ball, like moving without the ball, which I think could be the thing that he needs to add to his game to really kind of take that next step. Like imagine him doing the Steph Clay thing where you're just sprinting around the court and then coming off of the screen and just jacking up a three. And you're like, how do I stop this? Like, I do sort of feel like Drogic might be gone. I feel like Miami would do better having someone like Buddy Heald than Westbrook. But because if it's Westbrook and Jimmy, then all of a sudden you have the same old problem. It's like, oh, shit, we don't have enough shooting. Um, but you got though, Hero and you got Duncan Robinson. And sure. you, can, you, can improve, you can improve on that. But I... I hear what you're saying yes you do have a, a similar issue but you also then have like the two most tenacious bulldogs yeah in your in your backcourt who will just like run full tilt into whatever big you've got in the paint and foul them out and like there's there's just no telling in the east i kind of feel like even the good teams that i'm sure will make the playoffs like the top four seeds i still don't think that any one of them is like tremendously better than any of the other ones. Like if Milwaukee makes a real move, they should be a world killer. On the other right. hand, you sort of saw them just get their fucking asses kicked. So well, on the other hand, they had a real move and that was keep Malcolm Brogdon. And they were like, nah, pass. Yeah. Yeah, so like, I mean, who, who's, mm. who's the like trust them to like go out and be aggressive right now. And it's like, you know, Chris Mill. Chris Middleton is a good player, but it's not like you could offer Middleton for Harden as a right. straight up, you know, like Middleton is Lol. That's not tier happening. below, you know, oh, the yeah. players we've been talking about. So is Tobias Harris, even though I love him, um, you know, like you'd have to get to the talent level of someone like, I think De'Aaron Fox or John ja Morant to mm -hmm. really try to convince Houston to give someone up for some, for real youth um and like why the fuck would you give up those dudes yeah but like is there anyone on Fe like would phoenix give up deandre ayton for for harden yeah i would and phoenix just says yo like <laughs> we can find a fucking center like we're, yeah we'll resign like, baines who's fucking yeah. incredible for them sure there you go totally so, you know, it's, but it's weird because I feel like almost every other except Houston has that kind of wiggle room, like where right. they could make a trade and they would right, right. get better. And well, I don't know that that's possible for Houston. I really don't. It sort of feels like they get worse no matter what, unless you get some out of the blue craziness. Which you're not. And I think, I think the key with Houston is going to be, if they make a big trade, it's going to be the, we are expanding our window rather than like, focusing our window right it's the it's the trade to be like yes we might not be contending in 2021 but now we think that we can contend for the next six years as opposed to the next three years sure so anyway maybe that's the responsible thing to do by the way maybe like maybe well, I've that's got the, the GM correct hat on thing and I to think do it sounds like a pretty good idea to me because the west steph and clay golden state will be back phoenix will be better both LA teams will be there. 
Yeah. Denver it might, will be there. It might not be a Dallas bad idea. Dallas will be there. It's Portland, Utah. I mean, yo, Minnesota. Like, there's basically what we've come to in conclusion. I am now taking off my GM cap and I'm putting on my James Harden cap. I am getting my ass to the Knicks at all costs. I agree. Let's, I'm getting out of Houston. Fucking yeah. ride. Make sure you subscribe to the Fate Teams podcast, wherever you get your podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher. That's how you'll not only uh, get us, but also our fantasy basketball. That's us. Fantasy baseball and fantasy football podcasts. Uh, make sure to follow us on Twitter at the long two podcast. We will be back at you next week. Natty until then stay safe and uh, healthy. My friend, you do the same. Enjoy the world series, buddy. See you next week. I will try not to cry my eyes out every time Mookie Beth <laughs> makes a good play. No, just do it out of pure joy. What oh, an good, incredible good. job. Well done.